Did you see that uh, Nicolas Cage announced that he has no intention of retiring from acting ever? Oh, really? I didn't see that announcement, but I could guess. There was it. there was a there was an article. <laughs> I could I could guess it. I've seen the roles he picks. Uh, his love of acting is you know stronger than his acting. <laughs> I can't help, and I honestly could not love him more because of uh, Community. You know the the show where Abed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was about to say why he does a deep di- he takes a class as yeah. a deep dive, and that whole thing. And he turns into Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he starts caging yeah. as the teacher. The instructor says, "Because the teacher's like, now make sure that you pace yourself. Do not watch more than two week, <laughs> two movies this weekend." And he comes in and he starts talking like him. He's like, he's got to be brilliant, right? He comes in and he drops like a. Three ring binder full of <laughs> notes, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I love that his response is he has to be a genius, otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> I was on a phone call this morning with with some younger guys in the, the that are just getting started off in in computery things, and um, as I'm talking to them, uh, I was referring to the fact that internally they call this server. It's got a whole bunch of different names. And I made a joke, haha, that I felt like the server had more names than Prince. Prince, like the singer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, yeah, changed his name so often. All right. I will give you that maybe it's not funny to some people. <laughs> yes, I'd be. You, you didn't appreciate it. And that's okay. <laughs> listen. But you at least got the joke. Yeah, formerly formerly known as Prince. He, and, yeah. At one point, he was a symbol. He didn't even. Mm-hmm. I had made that joke, and <laughs> one guy just goes, I'm sorry, man, but neither of us understand that reference. <laughs> Dude, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I just went, you've never heard of the singer Prince? And they said, no. And I said, well, <laughs> moving on. It's happening. Um, I think I'm okay with it. I think I like the idea that uh, that I am a mortal being. You know, that's probably how Nicolas Cage feels while trying to break the Guinness World Records of how many movies he can be in. He's like, oh, I'm just not going to retire because I'm, you know, mortal. He's, he's the Highlander of film. Yeah, he can't, he can't stop, man. Well, we should probably start this thing. <laughs> I missed it. That's all right. I don't care. It's the Lighthouse IT Solution Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm joined by Griff. We're having fun. I just spilled a whole bunch of stuff all over and near and adjacent to our equipment. And so we had to mitigate sort of the stresses of all of that by talking about Nicolas Cage. Hmm. We got that out of the way. We talked about Highlander. I talked about how I'm infinitely old now all of a sudden. Um, it's just a recap to the intro. It's, the re- <laughs> it's a recap to whatever they're not going to hear oh, okay. because it's all going to get cut. It was all garbage. <laughs> Every last minute of it. Except for maybe the tirade that I went on when I spilled the beverage, uh, which the, the we, we weren't recording that. by then. <laughs> so. Well, we, we no longer have a tablecloth. It's pretty much the... Uh, I feel I do that. feel thirteen percent less fancy because uh, we do not have a tablecloth. Well, all right, we've got to start with this Taco Bell thing because I, I I can't stop looking at it and I'm confused, <laughs> but I'm also interested. 
I know. It's intriguing. I uh, hate Taco Bell. I'm so excited about talking about this. So they're they're launching a, a Taco Lovers Pass subscription. So you get a taco a day for 30 days. That's right. For what? I don't understand why it says five to ten dollars. Then between five and ten, is it just because it's not out yet, or is there different levels of tacos or different tiers? They're not really talking because from all I've seen is only twenty locations are going to be blessed with this initial subscription. They they want to test it to see if people mm. like it, right? In Tucson, apparently. Um, Tucson of all places. Not sure why. Uh, I think you would. I'm surprised because usually the Toledo market gets the first of everything. <laughs> We do get like weird stuff. <laughs> we are a test like market test for stuff. everything. Yeah. However, I think that might be because they can just sell whatever they want. We'll buy it. And so they don't want to take away. Here. <laughs> they don't want to take away from those profits that they're already paying us or that we're already paying them. And it, this leads me into sort of the question that um, I think brings it to our table is, Subscription services, we're all used to pretty much paying a monthly fee or annual fee for things. We get that. But tacos, like what is this something? Because Panera is doing the same thing. I don't know if you saw this. Panera is doing the same thing. Yeah, I saw Burger King had a coffee subscription too. So, but Panera is Panera uh, food oriented or is it drink no? There's well? is just you get a co- like a fancy coffee a day. So for, this is this is the first that I can see that is like food. This is a good idea. I don't know. It, it is app based, so it does get them on the Taco Bell app. And realistically, you're not going to go 30 days. Like you get a free taco. No, yeah. This, from yeah. what I understand, you get a taco every day. <laughs> and hopefully, your life is good enough that you can afford more food than just having a taco yeah. a day. This is the way I think. This is why I think this actually is a good idea. Hear me out. If you do the math, if you really just use this thing five times a month, you're probably paying for it, right? But if you're using it less, you're more likely to want to get the value. Cause mm-hmm. here's, I think people will get subscription fatigue at some point. I think we're really close to it. I'm already at that point where I'm, I'm going to probably forget that this exists if I do it, but you will feel terrible when you see, Oh, I keep forgetting to cancel my taco lovers pass. <laughs> I need to go to Taco Bell more. But I also say if you get a free taco, that's all they're giving you is a taco. Mm-hmm. A soft, hard, or... doesn't seem like it's with a purchase or anything either. Like You can just nope, go. No, you could just go. But if you go, you're going to be more likely to buy other food because oh, who's yeah. going to just eat a taco? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what makes us genius is that it's only one taco per day that you can get for free. So if you go, you're going to probably need to order something else. You're just getting the free taco. You're going to order a soda. You're going to order if you're doing it for lunch. Now, granted, your lunch is maybe only a buck or two then or two or three. But you're still spending money and you're visiting more frequently. I think this for a lot of brick and mortar stores, stuff like this is going to be really important. Actually, I like the idea. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if it... uh plays out the way they kind of want to i won't have it i yeah, won't do it if it ever makes to to, to <laughs> us but um it's a dangerous thing i mean uh, for me at least <laughs> 30 like. tacos in a month it's now rough. imagine if you if this got very popular and you got mcdonald's and burger king or whatever you know the big players to all do this type of thing you could just go to each one spend 10 bucks you know or 30 bucks a month i guess go to three locations and get a meal <laughs> that is free. true it is true um but again, I still think it's, you're going to go, I mean, 
your order at Taco Bell, is it just a taco? No, it's probably, if I'm going to Taco Bell, I'm spending like 13 bucks, which is a lot. Which we were talking about this just recently. That's my frustration, I think, with Taco Bell is it used to be a place you could go and get out of for cheap. Yeah. But I end up buying a bunch of different tacos. Oh, and they sell like the three things that I actually enjoy and all of them are five bucks each. And you can't get those as a combo. Yeah. Everything is a la carte. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The quesadilla is probably the most genius things that they do. It's like $8. (laughs) And I can go to, there's a Mexican restaurant here in town. I can go for $6 and get a much better quesadilla. Yeah, made by a little old woman who knows what she's doing. (laughs) Right, who shouts things at me in Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, asks if I want hot sauce, and then she looks at me like when I say yes. Like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) So if you have all of this time for your Taco Bell, because you got the subscription, you're probably working from home, right? I mean, yeah. This is the best I got, Griff. It's, this is quite as, the Dean Cayman. As far as a Dean Cayman goes, this is the best that I've got. So you're just going to have to roll with it. <laughs> right. I'm looking at the notes and I still have no idea where you're going. <laughs> um, but Microsoft released a self-study that they had peer-reviewed just to make sure that it the data was correct. Um, but I'm asking the question is, did remote work, and we've we've felt that this is true, but did remote work cause people to work more? Oh, yeah. This is one of the things we talked about before when we were speculating what's going to happen. And we absolutely said, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be working more because they're yep. at home and they don't have commutes and, you know, everyone's expected to do more because it's going to be, you know, easier per se. Yeah. And so Microsoft took a look. And what they did is they examined technology utilization so you can't really lie about this, but of course it does have, you know, you're not actually sitting over somebody's shoulder. So yeah. it's peer reviewed. There's some things that came about it though, that we thought were pretty interesting. Um, the first is that overall communication within the company does seem to have decreased. People are more focused on their own individual role. Less distractions, less camaraderie probably. Right. And that is actually a concern. Mm-hmm. But what they did notice is that on average, they noticed an increase in workable hours for the technology by 10%. So people's work weeks were at least 10% longer. Wow. And we've maintained that this is pretty true. Now, they will come out, the study admits, it says, you know, it's not that we know why there's a 10% increase. We just know that people are working more. So they, they lead it to, there's probably two theories behind what's going on here. The first theory is what I will call sort of the guilt factor. Um, (laughs) It's that people are slightly less productive during their work day. And so they feel they need to work longer to accomplish their tasks that they would normally have had done. Or they think potentially because they're seeing seeing starts and stops happen earlier, Um, because of commute times, which is exactly what you were indicating, people were used to leaving the office, leaving for the office at a certain time. And they just haven't changed their sleep schedule. So places like Microsoft and stuff, you, you may be more reliant on public transportation. So you have an hour, half hour, you know, transit time per day. Just log on. Yeah. You just log on and get, you're used to being up and being ready and going, might as well log on and be productive if, with the with the guys probably of oh i'm gonna get off early or something and then all of a sudden you're working even because a you slacked after. a little bit more yeah. <laughs> you know you took you know i actually don't think that our team really did this like like did anybody like 
take a little extra lunch. And honestly, I think because we were so team oriented. Yeah, we focused on communication more than anything. And we <laughs> admittedly yeah. probably better than we do now. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are more aware of what's going on. There's more we were over communicating. And I'm, I'm wondering if just some of that's just we're back in the office. We're a little exhausted. But I'm not sure we worked 10% more. So, you know, that's probably the caveat there. I, I But I think we worked the same amount, if yeah. not harder during the time that we had. There was a lot more work, though, yeah. And there was a lot more work. Uh, I, I think, so to me, it was it's Maybe. an interesting sort of parallel there that um, our team worked really well remotely. But I think it was what I was referring to is, have you ever spent an extra 10 minutes watching TV for lunch, you know, and go, mm -hmm. okay, I got to get back. We probably yeah. would have noticed just because we're such a small team. But I think a lot of places you could easily be like, well, if I slow down my work a little bit, uh, I'll finish watching this extra episode at lunch. My lunch goes a little bit longer. Okay, I didn't get that done. I feel guilty because I took a longer lunch. All right. I'm curious if that all plays into it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm really happy that uh, we're finally seeing actual analytics come out of this. And it's not none of it's surprising, at least to me. No, but it reinforces people's you know opinions that are like, "Hey, we should probably be doing this or that." And there's a lot of places that were f firmly against it, and now, yeah, you can live anywhere and you do can, your job. And, yeah. and a lot of people, I think, that's going to help overall satisfaction in their positions. And we know that that's the case. Most most remote workers, the studies that they had done on remote workers, is that because they knew they could work from anywhere, they were happier. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't matter what they made because they could sit in the middle of a mountain range and have this beautiful view as they woke up in the morning. And that was their office instead of fluorescent lights and cheap <laughs> carpeting. You know what I mean? Well, you know what else you could possibly edit out is... Um, <laughs> Can't use that as a segue. <laughs> no, so if I edit it out, I'm keeping we, that in. <laughs> we, we we now know um, Microsoft is launching uh, a refresh and some updated products to the Microsoft Surface line, um, which we found out earlier this week slash after the recording of this podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure of what you're even talking about. <laughs> Going on very well. Sorry, what's already happened? <laughs> this is a train wreck. I I it's as if we record this prior to Friday. <laughs> I don't. So I hope you know what. At this point, I just want you to just leave it all in. I, warts and yeah, all. Let's just see up. what happens. Yeah. Let's just run start to finish, and maybe people will like us more or like me more. Open book. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm excited because Surface I really book. like the Surface line. I think as a, as a hardware line, it's well put together. It's very intuitive. They really seem to do their research, and it's just easy to, to, to carry that equipment. It's super light. It's I, I would say it's all of the sort of fanciful things of a Mac, but it does focus a little bit more on function than it does on form. Um, but they still look great. And you get the functionality that you need by being a Windows machine. And let's be real, in the business world, that's just what you need. <laughs> and I would also say that anymore, um, we can't argue because um, the Macs and Apple products, because they've gone to this universal code and all of these M1s, they all share the same code base. Their attack surface is significantly greater yeah. because if you can 
test and break a Mac, you know that the iPhones and iPads are breaking. Since on the air, I think every every podcast we're starting to talk about Apple yeah. an Apple vulnerability. The worst part is is today we have today since we've 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 talked last, there are at least two zero days oh known to have been exploited in the wild that are out there, and and so not a good day for <laughs> or not a good not month not for a good Apple. yeah. So man, um, here we find ourselves. You've got this Surface equipment, and everybody can talk about, oh, Windows is just terrible, this, that, and the other. But we're starting to see some massive vulnerabilities coming up on the Apple side. And uh, and, and the worst part is is we don't always get the same level of, of, of openness as to what's going on and when things are being fixed. Yeah, Apple just tries to uh, fix ignore it, it and, and then, then fix it and then it, tell everybody. And then tell everybody. And they'll say, hey, so there's no mitigation. You know, at least with Microsoft, they say, hey, we know there's a major vulnerability. We're working on a fix. Yeah. They may be vague. Or here's a temporary solution. Real or here's a temporary. Nope. Yeah. Apple will just be like, no, that bug doesn't doesn't exist. That bug doesn't exist. Hey, we fixed some bugs. Yeah. And all of a sudden that exploit is fixed. It's drives me nuts a little bit. So if you have an iDevice, like an iOS device or even uh, a Mac, make sure you're patched um, because we've got two major bugs that uh, Ermagird, um <laughs> are being actively exploited. And we don't even, once again, do not know anything about the nature of them. How the exploits take place? Nothing. We got nothing on them. Yeah, one of them I see a little bit. Of, it has to do with WebKit. That's that's really all I can see. But that's the heart of Safari. <laughs> so it's actually the rendering engine of a lot of what, um, or at least it used to be, of uh, of what it used to do uh, of, the of the operating, operating system. Yeah, yeah. Man, whatever. I digress. So you know, Microsoft Surface, exciting, no bugs, no unless bugs. you're running Linux. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, so Microsoft has released a patch. Actually, it's been about a month, but we're really starting to find out a little bit more about what it was. Um, Microsoft has this open management in infrastructure interface um, or instrumentation. I forget the I. Not important. OMI. Um, very similar to a technology that they build on Windows, which is allows you to query the low-level hardware, and it's supposed to be for management and automation. Um Apparently had a massive, pretty sizable uh, vulnerability in it. Um, and I don't know that there were that many people using OMI for their management of their um, their Linux devices. Uh, however, it was a pretty crucial and critical component to Azure-based Linux servers. Oh, So it was discovered, found, patched very quickly, um, and to the point where we really didn't know too much about it other than, hey, this was a thing and then it was overnight fixed. So we didn't even mention it, but now we're starting to learn a little bit more. No, it could be if you're using this OMI package. But the guy, the security researcher who discovered it was so proud of himself, it didn't matter. Uh, we talked about how Sophos loves to call these boins, um, boins yeah. bugs with an impressive name. Yes, it was a big deal, but not really because it got patched and turned around. It didn't matter. The security researcher was so so happy he found something. He created a logo, a website. Oh, my God. And gave it a name called OMI. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
open management infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. So he gave it a name. <laughs> That's a pretty good name, though, honestly. Yeah. I feel like he saw it, was so excited for the name, he didn't care if they ever fixed it. <laughs> so um, I bring it up today. We, we don't have necessarily, like, I know we don't use the management infrastructure component or instrumentation piece of it. Um, it is big on Azure, but it was rolled out and fixed in a hurry. But you know what? In the the theme of the old Budweiser commercials, you know, Mr. Security Researcher, we salute you. Oh, yeah. I really give him credit because he was so excited. <laughs> I didn't know he had a site. I think that's hilarious. I think so. I think it's the whole nine yards. And oh. it didn't matter that it got p- patched so quickly. He was so excited. He went. He had a logo for it. Logo is fairly cool. Whatever. Great job, Mr. Security Researcher. We salute you. <laughs> We can we can talk about Revel, Revel, and their big comeback. <laughs> They're coming back. Oh man, they came back. Oh, so I've got two two things I guess now because you know uh, the group Revel has resurfaced and started uh, leaking more information about stuff. They are uh, the the cybersecurity gang who did I don't even know how many, but probably four different ransomware attacks in the beginning of. Uh, 2021, and they just went completely dark in July. They were the ones that were responsible for the Kaseya breach, right? Yep, Kaseya, and I don't even know how many others, but yeah, I think there was an Apple one too, to be honest. I don't remember. Uh, I think there was a threat. I know we talked about one. um, There's Soden uh, Inspi or something like that as well. They're the the same company, just, you know, different names. Oh, that was the vendor. Yeah. They got, they ransomware the vendor, and then they were trying to extort Apple. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what it was. That's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of the one part of the story. They they've come back. Uh, they've uh, they haven't actually done anything, but they they were leaking information from previous attacks still, um, and no one really knows if it's the same thing. You know, this could be a copycat. Who knows? But they're they're or they the stole the do, they they stole the domain. Yep, or, domain. Or, you know, not the domain, but the because they well, have they have a, the site up. Yeah. So yeah. Um, either way, uh, Recently, though, uh, as of like this week, Bitdefender said it created, uh, with a trusted law enforcement partner, um, a, I guess, universal decryptor for some of the stuff that they, Revil has been doing. Um, so with this law firm, they're helping everybody who's been impacted before July 13th of any of these attacks. Um, mm, that's nice of them. That is nice. Uh, that being said, though, Revil hasn't done any more uh, ransomwares yet, but... If they're coming back, they're <laughs> yeah, then they're going to. So they're I'm gonna, curious to see if that like deadline gets extended or whatever. But. Revel two, Revel harder, electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. I don't know. I, a lot of uh, countries apparently have made some announcements about it, uh, except for Russia. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> curious to see some of this <laughs> come out. Well, it's the weirdest thing. They never really thought of Revel as a threat. Um, during any of that, it was really just not a big deal. It's um, almost as if it didn't target anything in Russia, Strange, or yeah. had a Russian keyboard installed yeah. and actively being used, or blah blah blah. Uh, your localization was Russian. It was the oddest thing. It was like they were a Rus- Russian-based organization. That's that's strange. I, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Coincidences, though, right? Like, it's just coincidences. <laughs> so that's that's going to be uh, kind of probably in the news here pretty soon. It is one to watch. I hope it is more of a copycat that somebody's just trying to scare people and that this group has made their made their money and has decided to just move on. Yeah. Um, 
they'll run out of cash eventually and and probably be back but the uh the, they, the speculations were that they were had a little bit too much heat focused on them so they like went under and then they came back but like also you came back so like aren't all the law enforcement just going to target you again like what's, yeah i'm sure some people just they love the thrill yeah yeah i mean if <laughs> honestly they're successful so far so it's kind of crappy but yeah that's they it made, is what made it a is. lot so. yeah yeah. yeah, if you're good at what you do, even if that's garbage, um, how do you feel about passwords, Griff? Um, I mean, they're a necessary part of life. I feel. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty evil. <laughs> Not even an intentional Dean Cayman. <laughs> well, uh, I did hear some news about passwords. Yeah, Microsoft, some, some Microsoft wants things. to murder them. <laughs> they. Uh, are now able to go fully passwordless. Every every I love account. this. Yeah. I love this. I mean, so you have all of these biometric devices, like my laptop over to my left, and you know it's got Windows Hello, so I can use my face, um, and mostly works well. Um, mostly, your, your my phone. I don't need to log in with a password. Fingerprint reader, face um, ID, yep. fingerprint readers. We use Duo for multi, you know multi-factor, yeah. and you don't have to type in a code. Push You just have to say yes. I that is me. But I love this idea of passwordless because actually, from a security standpoint, the worst invention for security <laughs> in the modern technology age are passwords. There's like this thing that exists from the 70s to keep people out. But what we're finding is now that we're so reliant on them, people make their passwords guessable so that they don't forget them. Yeah. They write them down. They leave them out in the open. And brute force attacks have gotten and very strong. Brute force attacks because hardware is getting is outpacing software mm -hmm. pretty substantially. And let's be real, you're starting to see some things with... Uh, like the, I was just listening to somebody talk about the the group SETI. Do you do you know them? The, SETI. Yeah. It's like the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Oh. So you could, if you go to SETI, has this agent that you can run on your computer. It's it was what Bitcoin mining basically was, uh, except you didn't make money. It would just it would analyze radio spectrum. They would listen into it, and then they would take segments and then distribute it to a SETI client, hmm. and then. Um, your computer would return it. So anyways, you have all of this technology and everything that you ha you can brute force anything. And if you zombie a bunch of computers, you can use those computers to add to your brute force attempts to process all of that data. Yeah, We've got this distributed system so down well that realistically biometrics is about one of the only things that we can really do. And I mean, a lot of concerns about being able to fake, you know, the face ID and the fingerprint and stuff, but a lot of them, I mean, if you, if you have two enabled, then do they have your phone and are they able to fake your face? Like, are on, it's pretty difficult to do good more luck than, more than two. If you can fake my face, <laughs> a la Nicholas Cage's face off. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. that's terrible. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I didn't mind that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't admit that. Do you I also saw, like Michael Bay? <laughs> I saw it in the movie theater. So passwords, they're really not a thing that they should be. Obviously, security is important. We should be moving on. I'm excited about this. I think this is fantastic. I mean, I already use a lot of stuff that's passwordless. I, you know, Windows Hello allows me to log into pretty much all my devices without yep. having to get into anything. Uh, yep. And you just set it up. Yeah. And 
it's great. So I'm I'm down for the idea. I'm curious if it'll uh, properly catch on with the other companies, you know, Apple and whatnot. Um, oh, we know. Google I and, believe Google and them are already looking at doing this. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right then. The 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 biggins are definitely for sure. I'm looking at how they can move away from this. I'm sure everyone who has to make a new password every 90 days is going to be cheering right now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, traditional Windows networks, <laughs> you, we yeah. can't get away from it. It would be great. Um, but, yeah, like I, I know Windows Hello uses password for failover, mm -hmm. and so you still have to change your password. It's still a pain. but We're know, getting there. Steps we're forward. We're getting there. Exactly. Exactly. Which leads us nicely into October, oh. which starts in just seven days. So the last podcast that we will have before, da, 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 wait, it's the National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. <laughs> it kicks off another one. We've got October. This is a big month for us. It's we always love, a big month for us. We yeah. love to talk about security and how you can help your organization and what you can do. And we're going to keep pushing. Um, we're kind you know, of doubling down too because we got we've got that we're using a lot of the last year's uh, we're offers. Doubling down again, we doubled down last year, so we're like well, we got doubly, that self down deal kind of going on again. So you can kind of submit your self assessment to us, and we'll help you audit it and fix some holes. Uh, but we're also doing a cybersecurity booklet, so you can kind of go through and kind of look at yourself like, well, uh, this is what's happening in my industry. This is what's going on in the, in the climate. That being said. We're also doing two additional things on top of that. So we're going to launch a new site just, you know, as a lighthouse uh, fun thing to do. Uh, it's going to have a lot of 10-year stuff on there. But also, uh, we're launching Harmony Cloud uh, yeah. officially. So Yeah, Harmony Cloud is... is uh, Which I think really, here. that does go along great with cybersecurity in general. It is. Um, it is one of the most stressful things we've done from an implementation for security. Part of the reason that we've, like, we engage a third party to help us do audits and everything and, and doing the best we can on all of this. And, and this is a great way to provide a distributed computing platform for our clients um, with a much smaller surface attack area than they're used to in other, you know, with other clouds. Um, but it's uh, it also reduces your overall cost because you don't have to worry about continual investments. Um, yeah, no so, more server upgrades every so five years. So excited but, about it, but it's yeah. taken so long. We picked the wrong year to do this because um, the equipment is pretty hard to get its get a handle <laughs> on. Uh, Ordered in like a... Yeah, I, I believe this batch of servers that we just got um, for this particular cluster that we needed to launch, we ordered in February or March. And so... Yeah. I'm excited that they're here now. They'll just need to get brought online and brought into it, and we're officially able to uh, to take what we have done in all of our testing and everything, because we've been working on this for a while. But now, we'll, because we actually demoed it at our anniversary party, yeah. So yeah, some a lot of those pieces, it. yeah, a lot of these pieces were there. Um, we just didn't have enough to actually go and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> you needed a lot more hardware than what we had, and we've been waiting a long time for that. So Here I am now. so excited. This will allow you to use old hardware that you can repurpose as thin clients, Chromebooks, you know, yeah. just things that sort of reutilize. And maybe this is a great time for this because we're having such a hard time sourcing hardware. Hmm. Well, now you can just buy whatever you need and the resources are centralized or whatever you need. You could use a, uh, an iPad if you wanted with yeah. one of their fancy little keyboards. So I'm truly excited about all of the, 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 the pieces and, but maybe you just have an app that runs really slowly on an old network. Um, yeah, you could host apps. Just host it. Um, 
So this will be great. Um, we've got a lot of information that we're going to start to see a lot more as we are um, releasing this to clients. But if you're interested, make sure you reach out to us because uh, we can actually do some proof of concept work as well as help you um, manage and, and build out what that infrastructure would look like on the Harmony Cloud. Um, like everything that we do here at Lighthouse that has the Harmony name, it's all done for you. You know, once you get on one of those maintenance plans, it includes the resources that you need. Upgrades in the future and everything, yeah. Exactly. Your, your support. <laughs> includes everything. It's yep. all of the pieces of the puzzles, as we say. So in October, expect, I guess not October, I expect this week uh, <laughs> more stuff today even. Um, all next week, so beginning of um, or beginning of October, end of September, all the way to basically mid of middle of uh, November, probably. Just going to be so. It is a big one this year. Yeah, we got so much to do. Throwing uh, some information. Got three things I want to have everybody <laughs> check out. So that's awesome. I'm excited. Wow, can you believe? I know it's already October almost. It's, it's already October. Out. That alone is freaking me out. And that is so much, that's so much news and content today, Griff. I, yeah. don't, I don't even know, how did we fit that all in one show? Well, I'll <laughs> tell you how, we edited a lot out. That's how we did it. So if this show, if you're listening to today's podcast and it's le it's less than three hours long, then just know you're you missing out. <laughs> you can thank Griff. He did not approve of my several long Dean Caymans. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. They might just appear, you know, and maybe I cut a whole for story just to have uh, rants and tirades. So <laughs> it's we cut we cut out all of the news just for the rants and tirades. Oh, that'd be a good little secondary podcast. It's just on the all the stories cut on the off mad. weeks. <laughs> it's the on the off weeks. We just take everything that hits the cutting room floor. Yeah. Um, looking forward to talking to everybody about cybersecurity as we hit October. Um, looking forward to just a bunch of things with the Harmony Cloud and everything else that we've got going on. But more importantly, looking forward to getting back and chatting with everybody when we come back on the Lighthouse IT Solution Podcast. So on behalf of Griff, I'm Matt. Check out lighthousesol.com slash podcast. Actually, you know what? You can do slash podcast. That'll filter out everything. But you're definitely going to want to check out the new site. It's true. That may or may not be up as of this recording. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you should also check out lighthousesol.com forward slash N-C-S-A-M. Because yeah. uh, a lot of stuff it. there, too. Or lighthousesol.com slash cybersmart with a hyphen Ooh, in Ooh, the cyber-smart is a good one. Yeah. That one was a great because that was the cyber-smart assessment that we did Self -assessment, starting yeah. last year. Mm -hmm. So, um, so much stuff. So much stuff going on. Be prepared to either love us or hate us over the next 30 to 45 days. Um, but I promise if you keep up, there's a lot of good stuff coming your way. Um, so check it out. Notes regarding everything we talked about, including Taco Bell, um, will be in our show notes for today, as well as all of the other podcast recordings uh, you can help yourself to. So without further ado, we will talk to you next time.